ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد then to continue with al-aqidah at-tahawiyya the creed compiled by Imam Abu Ja'far al-Tahawi rahimahullah with the explanation of Shaykh Salih al-Fawzan hafizahullah then last week we had the first part of point number 84 wa shafa'atu allati dakharaha lahum haqq kama ruya fil akhbar and the intercession which he has stored up for them is true as is reported in the narrations so it was with regard to ash-shafa'a the intercession then who can remember what shaykh al-fawzan hafizahullah mentioned with regard to the different sayings of the people about intercession he mentioned there are a number of different groups of people with regard to the intercession how many groups did he mention and who can remember what the different sayings were with regard to the intercession? Yeah, three groups of people. And who can remember what, the, what these three different groups were with regard to the intercession? Yeah, firstly, those who go beyond bounds in affirming it. Yeah, secondly, those who deny it. And thirdly, the people who take the middle path, the people of the sunnah. And with regard to those who go beyond bounds, what did he say with regard to those who go beyond bounds? How, how do they go beyond bounds? In other words, so much so that they seek, they seek intercession from the dead, from the graves, from rocks, from stones, and from wherever they, whatever things they commit shirk along with. And from the idols. The second group, who did he mention? As examples of the group who deny the intercession. Yeah. Yeah. The Mu'tazila and the Khawarij. Yet again we see them denying something. Here, denying the intercession. Denying the intercession with regard to those who committed major sins from this Ummah. We had the point also, of course, that ash-shafa'a has a meaning in the Arabic language. Who can give me a simple m- a mention of what shafa'a means in the Arabic language, or what it's derived from, what it means in the Arabic language? Close. The actual, just the actual, in the actual, just the language, the language origin of the word. Yeah, just, and it's derived from the word ashafa', that which is even, as opposed to that which is odd. And the way in that which is, the way in which it is is derived is, is how. Well, how does the process work? Why? How, why does that? What does it mean? Or how's it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean that you're you're helping somebody out. 
somebody who needs some, something, you're going along and helping him out, making he's an odd person to start with, then you help him out, he's, then there's two of you. So the legislated meeting, the legislating, legislated meaning is, is roughly what? Basically carrying out back to your intermediary to carry out somebody's need for them. Sheikh made the point then that there are two based upon this that there are two types of intercession. Intercession in general, there are two types of it. And it's important, of course, that we, we keep this distinction and remember the two types. So what were the two major types of intercession that we need to keep separate in our minds? Which cannot be, you can't analogize one on the other. Who can remember what these two types are? Before that. Get your kids to do the work. Yeah. The son is from the working of the father, from the actions of the father. The son is from the working of the father. Mashallah. Yeah. Intercession with Allah and intercession amongst the creation. Intercession before Allah and intercession amongst the creation. So the Shaykh first explained that the intercession amongst the creation, that itself is of two types. So, a good intercession or an evil intercession? And of course, he gave evidence from Surah Nisa, I 85, for each of these. Intercession in, in something good or intercession in something that is an evil purpose. Then the Sheikh mentioned, as for the second type of intercession, intercession with Allah, then there are two conditions for that. For someone, for, for intercession to take place with Allah, there must be two conditions fulfilled. Who can remember briefly what these two conditions are? Yeah. Permission that Allah permits that. Yeah. Yeah. That Allah, firstly, that Allah permits the one who is interceding to intercede. It can only happen after Allah grants permission for that to happen for that person. After Allah permits that person to intercede. It's not an automatic right that anyone has. Rather, it's Allah permits it for someone. And then with the second condition, which is that Allah is pleased and satisfied with the one who is being interceded for. I mean, he is a person of Tawheed. Upon is a person Allah is pleased with his sayings and with his actions. What about what about intercession for the unbelievers? The intercession will not benefit them. 
Any exceptions or no exceptions? Any more exceptions? <coughs> yeah, but that should be granted and going ahead. And now, the one, the one exception, which is a limited exception, it's specific and it's limited. The intercession of the Prophet for his uncle Abu Talib. So it's limited just for the Prophet for one person who is Abu Talib, his uncle, because of the help and aid which Abu Talib gave for the Prophet And then that is restricted. The, the Prophet will not be able to intercede to get him out of the fire. He will not come out of the fire. But only that his punishment will be reduced. So that he'll be in a shallow part of the fire such that his brain will boil. And, and, think, and he will think that nobody in the fire is suffering worse than him. When in reality, he is the one who is suffering the least. So then, that leads us on to the second part of point 84, the second part of the explanation, which is today's lesson. As we said, Sheikh Al-Fawzan finished last time, finished his explanation last time, with the saying, that this is the intercession which is confirmed with its conditions. So I already mentioned what his intercession is, mentioned what the conditions are, and then he said, Wahia anwa, and it is of different types. Intercession is of different types. And then he begins and he says. So he, describing the different types of intercession will occur. He said, From them are some types which are specific for the Prophet ﷺ. And there are some types which are shared between him and between other Prophets and angels and righteous people. And the children who die before reaching puberty. All of these people will intercede with Allah, the perfect and most high. So in other words, that's the first distinction here. In the types of intercession, there are some which are particular for the Prophet They're granted to him alone. And then there are some which are general to him and to others. Those who he listed being also those who can also intercede are the Prophets and angels and righteous people and children who die below the age of puberty. And he says, as for the intercession, which is particular or specific for the Prophet ﷺ, then there are various types of this. There are various types for this. Firstly, His, alayhi salatu wassalam, interceding for the people of the mawqif, the people of the standing place, in the, on the day of judgment, when they're standing, waiting for the judgment. His intercession, he, alayhi salatu wassalam, interceding for the people of the standing place, when the standing becomes very prolonged on the day of resurrection. And when the distress becomes severe, 
and when the crowding together of the people is severe and the sun is drawn close to the people's heads and severe distress or tremendous distress comes about then the people in the gathering place will want someone to intercede for them for the judgment to be carried for the judgment to be carried out for them so that they can leave the stopping place and go either to paradise or to the or to the fire so they will go to adam alayhi salam and he will excuse himself because of how dreadful and serious the standing will be then they will go to nuh alayhi salam the first of the messengers and he will excuse himself then they will go to musa the one to whom allah spoke directly and he will excuse himself then they will go to isa alayhi salam and he will excuse himself also then they will go to muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he will say ana laha ana laha i am the right one for that i am the right one for that then he in the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he will go and he will fall down in prostration in sajda in front of allah the mighty and majestic and he will praise him and repeat words of praise upon him and he will make supplication to him until it is said to him irfa ra'sak wa sal tu'tahu wa shfa tushfa until it will be said to him raise your head and ask and you will be given it and intercede and your intercession will be accepted the hadith reported by al-bukhari as hadith 3340 4712 and 7510 and by muslim and it's from a longer hadith of abu huraira radiyallahu an then the sheikh said explaining so this will come after he makes dua I mean the, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam will be granted that he can intercede he said after he has made dua after he has made supplication and after he has sought permission he will not just intercede straight away rather he will make prostration sajda and he will make dua supplication and he will repeat words of praise upon allah and he will seek to draw nearer to him by means of his names and attributes then permission will be given to him for him to intercede then he will intercede for judgment to be passed between the creation and allah will accept his his intercession and allah 
the perfect and most high will come to pass judgment between his servants. Sheikh said, he, the one free of all imperfections, said, Kalla idha dukkatil ardu dakkan dakka wajaa rabbuka wal malaku saffan saffa Surah Al-Fajr, the 89th Surah, Ayahs 21 to 22 with the explanation, but know when the earth is crushed to dust and your Lord comes and the angels row upon row. I was referring to that time there. Referring to the when Allah comes to judge between the servants. And the Sheikh said, and he, the one free of all imperfections, said, هَلْ يَنْظُرُونَ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَهُمُ اللَّهُ فِي ظُلَلٍ مِّنَ الْغَمَامِ وَالْمَلَائِكَةُ وَقُضِيَ الْعَمْرِ Surah Al-Baqarah, second surah, ayah 210, with the explanation, Do they but await that their Lord comes, screened by clouds, and the angels, and the affair is ended. The Shaykh then said, So this is his, alayhi salatu wassalam, intercession regarding judgment being passed between the creation. And this is a tremendous station which Allah will give to him and through it will give honor and nobility to him, to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is Al-Maqam Al-Mahmood. This is the praiseworthy station about which Allah, the one free of all imperfections, said, وَمِنَ اللَّيْلِ فَتَهَجَّدْ بِهِ نَافِلَةً لَكْ عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَكَ رَبُّكَ مَقَامًا مَحْمُودًا Surah Al-Isra, the 17th Surah, Ayah 79. With the explanation as a command to the Prophet ﷺ, and during the night, get up and pray as something extra for you. Indeed, Allah will certainly raise you to a praiseworthy station. And Shaykh of Awzan said, Indicating why that st- that standing that station is called Al Maqam Al Mahmud, the praiseworthy standing place, the praiseworthy station. He said, because the first to the last of the people will praise him for it. And his alayhi salatu wasalam virtue will be made manifest in this tremendous station, this tremendous standing place or station. So that's the first type of intercession. The Shaykh mentioned the Prophet wasallam, the greater intercession. The Prophet wasallam being the one out of all the people, the one who will intercede for the judgment to take place. That being the greater intercession and that being the praiseworthy Station Al Maqam Al Mahmud. Then Shaykh Al Fawzan moves on 
to the second intercession. Obviously the first one there being particular to the Prophet ﷺ only for him. And the second one he said. The second intercession which is particular for the Prophet ﷺ is his interceding for the people of paradise to enter into paradise. So the first one who will request that the gate of paradise is opened will be Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he will be the first one who enters into it. And the first nation who will enter it will be his nation alayhi salatu wa salam. In, in footnotes, they mention with regard to the first point that the Prophet ﷺ, he will intercede for the people to enter into paradise. The people, he will intercede for the people of paradise to be, for them to be allowed into paradise. They bring a footnote. They say from Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu that Allah's Messenger wasallam said. أنا أول شفيع في الجنة. From Anas ibn Malik رضي الله عنه that Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said, I am the first one who will intercede regarding paradise. Reported by Muslim. And just in, as a, an extra additional point here, in explanation of this hadith, Al-Tibi said, Meaning, I will intercede for the disobedient ones from my ummah, for them to enter into paradise. Or it is said, I am the first one who will intercede in paradise with regard to raising the ranks of the people in it. And with regard to the second point, that the Prophet wasallam is the first one who will enter into paradise. He's the first one who will ask for the door to, be, to paradise to be opened. And that he will be the first person to enter it. They bring a footnote, which is, from again, from Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anh, who said, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, Ati bab al-jannah, yawm al-qiyamah, fa'astaftihu, fa'yaqulu al-khazin, man anta? فَأَقُولُ مُحَمَّدٌ فَيَقُولُ بِكَ أُمِرْتُ لَا أَفْتَحْ لِأَحَدٍ قَبْلَكَ From Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anh who said Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said I will come to the gate of paradise on the day of resurrection and I will request that it be opened so the gatekeeper will say who are you? So I will say Muhammad so he will say, I have been commanded regarding you that I should not open it for anyone before you. Reported by Muslim. So that's the end of the second intercession, which is particular to the Prophet ﷺ. Then Shaykh Fawzan mentions the third intercession from the types of intercession. He said, the third intercession 
which is particular to the Prophet ﷺ, is his interceding for the people of paradise. That Allah should raise their stations and levels. So he will intercede for some people so that Allah should raise their levels higher in paradise. So Allah will raise them higher through the intercession of the Prophet alayhi salatu wassalam. Just as a side point here, that maybe there's a slight oversight in the text of the explanation here, that Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafizahullah, here, he says that this intercession, the intercession of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, for the people of paradise who are in paradise to have their ranks and their levels raised higher than what they deserve. So they're given higher places than what they would deserve. Here he says this is particular to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. However, as we had when the Shaykh Hafidhullah explained Al-Aqidah Al-Wasitiyah, he mentioned this type of intercession and he mentioned that it was not particular to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. It's for him and for others besides him as well, meaning from the Prophet's the martyrs, the righteous, and so on. They also have the right to this intercession. And likewise, Shaykh bin Baz, rahimahullah, in his explanation of al-wasitiyah, he mentions the same point. That this is not particular, this type here, is not particular to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wallahu a'lam. Then Shaykh al-Fawzan, hafidhullah, he moves on and says, the fourth, al-shafa'atu rabi'ah, the fourth intercession, fourth type, he said, and it is shared. It's something for the Prophet ﷺ and for others besides him. Which is, الشفاعتو في أهل الكبائر من المؤمنين. The intercession with regard to the Ahlul Kabair, those guilty of major sins from the believers. For those who deserved to enter into the fire. Intercession that they do not enter the fire. And also with regard to those who have entered it, that they should be taken out of it. So as you, as you can see there, the Sheikh, there are two points here. This fourth level of intercession, which is for the Prophet ﷺ and for others besides him, is of two parts. It's for the people, it's for one group of people, the Ahlul Kabair, those believers who are guilty of major sins and who deserved, therefore, to enter into the fire. That firstly, that they should not enter into it, that some of them should not enter in. They deserve to go in, but there will be intercession that they won't be put into it. And then the second group, those who are entered into it from them, those who are entered into the fire because of their major sins, that they should be taken out from the fire. Then Sheikh Fawzan said, this is the place about which the sects disagree. So the Jahmiya and the Khawarij and they're like, they deny this. And they say, whoever enters into the fire will not come out from it. 
whoever, that's what the Khawarij say, and the Jahmiyyah, anybody who goes into the fire will never come out of it. The Shaykh said, whereas the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the people of the Sunnah and the Jama'ah, they affirm it, just as it occurs, and they hold it as their creed and belief. And they hold it as their creed and belief that there will be intercession for the Prophet and for others besides him, that they can intercede for the people who committed major sins, believers who were guilty of major sin, and who deserve to enter into the fire, that there will be intercession for them, for the ones who haven't yet entered in, or the ones who have entered in, that they be taken out. There will be intercession. Then the Shaykh said, And it is obligatory upon the Muslim that he holds this as his creed and belief. And he has Iman in it. And that he asks Allah that he grants the right of intercession to his Prophet in this regard. With regard to him. Since he is in need of it. Then the fifth type of intercession, the last type that the Shaykh mentions here, the fifth type of intercession, he said, and it is particular to the Prophet ﷺ. And it is his intercession with regard to his paternal uncle, Abu Talib. He said, so Abu Talib died upon shirk and upon the religion of Abdul Muttalib, who was a mushrik, a person of shirk. And he said that he was upon the religion of Abdul Muttalib and he died upon that. So he became from the people of the hellfire who will remain in it forever. Abu Talib. However, Allah, the mighty and majestic, will grant his messenger, alayhi salatu wassalam, that he can reduce the punishment for him. He will grant, or he will grant his messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the right to intercede for him, Allah, to reduce the punishment for him, so that he will be in a shallow part of the fire. But even so, he will think. I mean, Abu Talib, when he is in the shallow part of the fire, he will still think that there is no one who is suffering a worse torment than him even though he is the person out of the people of the fire who is suffering the lightest punishment. In a footnote they mention the hadith for this from Al-Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib radiallahu anhu that he said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam Will you be able to suffice your uncle in anything since he used to look after you and become angry for you. So he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, replied, That the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, will reply, He will be in a shallow part of the fire. And if it were not for me, he would be in the lowest depth of the fire. Reported by Al-Bukhari as Hadith 3883 and also by Muslim. Then Shaykh Al-Fawzan 
Hafizullah, he finishes this section by saying, and the intercession with regard to the people guilty of major sins is shared. It's not particular to the Prophet it's shared. So the angels will intercede and the prophets will intercede and the beloved servants of Allah will intercede and the righteous people will intercede. And the children who die below the age of puberty will intercede for their parents. In a footnote they mention as an evidence. So from Abu Sa'id, and it's a part of the long hadith of intercession. They say from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, radiallahu an, from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said, فَيَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى شَفَعَتِ الْمَلَائِكَةِ وَشَفَعَ النَّبِيُّونَ وَشَفَعَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَلَمْ يَبْقَى إِلَّا أَرْحَمُ الرَّاحِمِينَ فَيَقْبِضُ قَبْضَةً مِنَ النَّارِ فَيُخْرِجُ مِنْهَا قَوْمًا لَمْ يَعْمَلُوا خَيْرًا قَطْ قَدْ عَادُوا حُمَمًا فَيُلْقِيهِمْ فِي نَهْرٍ فِي أَفْوَاهِ الْجَنَّةِ يُقَالُ لَهُ نَهْرُ الْحَيَاتِ So from Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiallahu an from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said Allah the Most High will say the angels have interceded and the prophets have interceded and the believers have interceded and none remains except for the most merciful of those who show mercy. Then he will take a handful out of the fire and will bring out a people who never did any good they, they will have become charcoal and he will cast them in a river at the mouth of paradise called the river of life. And the hadith continues. And then they will sprout like the sprouting of seeds on the bank of a torrent. And then they will be entered into paradise. Hadith reported by Muslim. Then just briefly, that's where Sheikh Al-Fawzan, that's where the explanation of Sheikh Al-Fawzan for this point of intercession ends. And just very briefly, Sheikh Al-Albani, very briefly, Sheikh Al-Albani, he said in his small notes, he said, with regard to the intercession, al-shafa'ah, that it is something mutawatir also. And the same as the previous points, previous couple of points, Something supported by hadith which have many, many narrators at every level of narration. To the extent they are mutawatir. And Ibn Abi Asim in his book As Sunnah, he brings six chapters about it from chapters 163 to 168, with hadith numbers 784 to 832. In other words, about 58 or 59 hadith just about this. And the explainer, Ibn Abul Iz, the explainer of At-Tahawiyah, Ibn Abul Iz, he mentions a number of them, rahimahullah, in his explanation. And they include the fact that his intercession, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is of eight different types. 
And that's what we had before. That's the end of Sheikh Awdani's quote. That's what we had when we, when we took Sheikh Fawzan's explanation of Al-Aqidah Al-Wasitiyah. That the intercession, the types of intercession, when they were mentioned in detail, there are eight different types. And we'll just quickly mention what they are. So firstly, the, first, the types of intercession. And sometimes the people of knowledge, they abridge them. And sometimes they mention, mention them in detail. And when they mention them in detail, then they mention that there are eight different types. The first three of them being particular for the Prophet wasallam. So the first type of intercession is the greater intercession. Which is the intercession of the Prophet wasallam for the judgment to be carried out. When the people go to each of the Prophets and eventually they go to the Prophet and as we heard, as occurs in the authentic hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim, that he will make sajda beneath the throne and make dua to Allah and praise him and so on. And then his intercession will be granted. This is the greater intercession. And that standing place there is Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud. The praiseworthy standing place that will be granted to no one except the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So that's the first, the greater intercession. The second type of intercession is the intercession for the people of paradise to be allowed to enter into paradise. Sheikh Ibn mentions that after the people cross, they'll cross, obviously cross the bridge over the hellfire, and then there will be an archway where they'll be stopped, and any remaining feeling in their hearts towards each other, the believers towards each other, any rancor or feelings in their heart that they have towards each other, that will be removed. And after that is the paradise, the gate of paradise, but it will not be open. It will be closed for them. That they are the people who are due to enter paradise, but it won't be open until the Prophet ﷺ intercedes for it to be opened. The evidence being the hadith of Abu Hurairah reported by Muslim that we heard before. I am the first of those who will intercede with regard to paradise. Thirdly, the third type of intercession is the intercession of the Prophet ﷺ for his uncle Abu Talib. That his punishment in the fire is reduced. So these three types are the types particular to the Prophet ﷺ. Then with regard to the, the next five, then they are general. They're for the Prophet ﷺ and for other than him. So the fourth category of intercession. And that first, the first and greater intercession is agreed upon by all the sects. It's agreed upon by the people of the Sunnah and the deviant sects as well. The Mu'tazila and the Khawarij and so on. They agree with that. They don't deny that. Then the fourth type of intercession is with regard to those people who deserve the hellfire. From the people of Tawheed who have, who have committed major sins, the disobedient ones, and who therefore deserve to enter into the fire. The intercession that they don't have to enter the fire. And Shaykh Abathimeen, he mentioned as evidence for this, the, the supplication, the du'a that is made in the funeral prayer for the deceased. This type, of, this branch, this type of intercession is denied by the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij. They deny that this this will happen. Then the fifth type of intercession is for those people of Tawheed, the disobedient ones, guilty of major sins, who deserve entry into the fire and who have entered into the fire. They've been put in the fire. Intercession that they should be taken out from the fire. 
Then, as the Sheikh mentions, Sheikh Rufimin mentions, there are many hadith to support this. And amongst them is the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, the one wording of it which we heard, reported by Muslim, and also reported in longer wording by al-Bukhari as hadith 7439. Again, the Mu'tazila and the Khawarij, they disagree with this. They deny this type. The sixth type of intercession is for the ranks of the people of paradise that their ranks should be raised higher. The explainer of Al-Wasatiyah, Ibn Fayyad, he mentions about this type, there's agreement again. There's agreement upon this type. Which is about the people of paradise, their ranks being raised higher than they deserve. The deviant sects don't disagree about this one. And evidence for it is a hadith reported by al-Bukhari as hadith 4323, hadith of Abu Musa, an, that the Prophet wasallam made dua, supplication, for one of the companions and said, Allahumma ghfir li ubaydin Abi Amir. And that he said, Allahumma j'alhu yawm al-qiyamati fawqa kathirin min khalqika min al-nas. That the Prophet made dua for him saying, Oh Allah, forgive Ubaid Abu Amir. And he said, Oh Allah, on the day of resurrection, make him above many of your creation from the people. And the seventh type of intercession is the intercession with regard to believers whose good and bad deeds are equal. And they are the people of the heights, the people of Al-A'raf, the seventh surah, they're mentioned in that surah, the people of Al-A'raf, those whose good and bad deeds are equal. And the last, the eighth type of intercession, meaning intercession that they should be allowed to enter into paradise. And they will. And the eighth and last type of intercession, intercession for some of the believers to enter into paradise without any reckoning being upon them. The evidence for that being the hadith of Ukkasha about the 70,000 people who will enter paradise without reckoning. Hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim and others. And there's an excellent book just on this topic of Ash-Shafa'ah, by Sheikh Muqbil, Rahimahullah, Ash-Shafa'ah, where the Sheikh compiles all the different hadith about Shafa'ah. A 300 page, or more than 300 page book, by Sheikh Muqbil, Ibn Hadi al-Wadi'i, Rahimahullah, he gathers all the narrations about Shafa'ah intercession. Walhamdulillah, wa sallallahu ala Muhammad. That's the end of this point on intercession. Any points of clarification? As for the greater intercession, and the greater intercession will be when the people of the first arisen, the first arisen from the graves, and they're standing waiting for the judgment to take place and they're standing and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're crowded and they're crushed and the sun is the sun is brought one mile above their heads so they're baking and they're waiting long then 
that is when the greater intercession will take place that the Prophet will intercede and obviously the rest of them the intercession for the people of paradise to be allowed into paradise that will be, that will be after the sirat over the fire mm. after the people have passed over that sirat and they're waiting to get into paradise then he'll intercede for that and then the rest of them likewise those who have been put in the fire I mean after, after that some people have been put in the fire or deserve to go in then those intercessions will take place So of course homework for next time learning the eight different types of intercession. That's what they are. They should have an idea the three types of intercession particular for the Prophet what they are and the rest of the eight types the other five types of intercession. Malik, the Khazim, there'll be a gatekeeper of the hellfire. Yeah, Malik will be the gatekeeper in charge of it. In charge of it yeah. Yeah. Ah, homework. Last week's homework. MashaAllah. Yeah, <coughs> I nearly forgot. In fact, I did forget. Right then. There was a bit of homework last week, which was the evidence. The four ah, that's the guilty one over here. The brother who asked, <laughs> what's the evidence that we had the hadith like we had the mention last week about the Hawd, the great lake that will be granted to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that we had the hadith that its its water will be whiter than milk. And its smell will be sweeter, sweeter than musk, and that its taste will be sweeter than honey. So the question was: We had the proof for for its being whiter than milk. That was mentioned in the hadith, and its being sweeter than musk was mentioned. But what about the taste of it being sweeter than honey? Where where's the evidence for that? So anybody done the homework? Anybody found it? <laughs> yes, yeah, the brother mentioned there is indeed a hadith in At-Tirmidhi. There's a hadith in At-Tirmidhi that mentions about, and the hadith authentic, declared authentic by Shaykh al-Albani, rahimahullah, that mentions that the water of the hawd of the great lake of the Prophet wasallam will be sweeter than honey. It's At-Tirmidhi. And I forgot all about it, so I didn't even bring the word in. MashaAllah. So I'm guilty as, just as guilty as ever, all of you. And next time, inshallah, somebody will, <laughs> should try and bring the word in the hadith, if you remember, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Wa sallallahu ala Muhammad.
just sorry a question a question came and I just I sort of played around with it with a piece of paper and then I, I folded it up I didn't answer somebody was saying can you please clarify the difference between the fourth and the eighth type of intercession then the fourth type of intercession was with regard to those people who deserve the fire that they don't enter into it I mean that some people who committed who are people disobedient they're people of Tawheed upon worship of Allah alone but they committed major sins through which they deserve to enter into the fire. So there'll be intercession for them that they don't have to go into the fire. They don't get what they deserve, which is put, being put in the fire. As for the eighth type of intercession, that was intercession with regard to some of the believers, or the, amongst the foremost of the believers. That they don't, the 70,000 people who will enter paradise with their faces shining like the shining of the full moon. They're from the foremost believers. They don't, they don't deserve entry into the fire at all. They're believers from the foremost of the believers. And that's and the hadith mentioned, then goes on to describe who they are. They are those, and we had it in Kitab Tawheed, those who do, who do not t- believe in omens, they don't believe in omens, they don't seek cauterization from others. What's the, what's the rest? They don't seek rukia from others. They don't, you know, they don't use cauterization, that's the third. And the thing which summarizes all of what they're upon, they are those who have trust and reliance in their Lord. The hadith of the 70,000 who will enter paradise without reckoning, the hadith of Ukkasha ibn Muhsan, radiallahu anhu. So they're believers, foremost of the believers, but their intercession that they don't, that they do enter into paradise without having to give any account of themselves or any reckoning. They be admitted straight into paradise. Whereas the previous ones were disobedient ones who who deserve to enter into the fire. That's the difference. Wallahu alam. Alhamdulillah. Wassalamu alaikum.